I think generally people suffer in silence because I feel like for so many issues we say God be Allah, which it shouldn't be, you know, it shouldn't be. I think the more that you talk about it, the more you'll find how many people relate and how many shared experiences that we have so we can all collectively, you know, I think the, all these issues are at the community level. You know, earlier you mentioned, um, you know, like Jot, for example. I think oftentimes when it comes to the per- even the person that you want to marry, that what your parents want for you, there is a conflict, you know, and that applies to like what they want for you career-wise. I think a lot of people face pressure, you know, you have to go down this path. And I think even when it comes to marriage, your parents have an idea of who they want you to marry. Generally speaking to all the women in Punjabi culture, we've, see, we've grown up in Punjabi household, we've seen the goods and the bads. Um, what do you think is bad in our Punjabi culture? Let's just start with the bad. <laughs> okay, so we're just going to skip over the good and start with the bad. Okay, I would say I can narrow it down to two things that a lot of people can relate to, especially women. The first is Loki Gange. I think that is very prevalent in within our families, within our community, that we give so much emphasis to other people and we put what they think, you know, their, their opinions above our own mental health, our own well-being, what we might want for our lives. And I feel like we need to be the generation that ends that. And then second, which is also really important, is I think that we have such an emphasis on marriage, especially for women from a young age. And I don't think that that is healthy because I feel like all it does is really add pressure where you just feel like I need to find someone and, you know, I I need to get married where the reality is, is that everyone has a different timeline, you know, Mm -hmm. and a marriage shouldn't be the only goal in life. But I think that often you're personal and your professional accomplishments are really overlooked you know you could be doing great at your job you could be doing great you know getting your education but I feel like you're always going to have those relatives that are going to be like oh like or and then that really makes you I think feel like is that like your only you know value that you know you're adding or is that the only thing that matters and I think I've seen this this is gonna be funny, but I've seen more. Is like the relatives care more about than their own parents, and uh, and I think it's it's time for parents to step up and just be like, okay, and no, you know, it's her decision when to get married. It's her decision when it's gonna, when she's gonna find the right person. It's not we're not gonna put too much pressure on her. Because I think it's end of the day, it's more important about who she settles with, uh, if the person is responsible in her life. It's you know the marriage is about two people, not the the community and jat uh, no like you know. Yeah, no, I completely agree, and I think that people honestly they just want a wedding, they want to have fun, they're gonna eat their butter chicken, they're <laughs> gonna have their drinks, and they're gonna go home. And it's the people that are getting married that are entering into a lifelong commitment. But one thing is that we don't really know, we're not really taught how to even have healthy relationships. And marriage is going to require a lot of, you know, the words adjusting and compromise are really thrown around. But I think we need a distinction between that and making a lot of sacrifices, which can result in you, you know, losing yourself. Because a lot of that falls on women. Oftentimes women are the ones that are moving. They're living with their in-laws, you know, they're adjusting to a whole new life. And I think that we don't necessarily prepare people 
for that healthy relationship and that marriage but it's just like get to the end goal you know mm. get to your llama and that's that's all that matters what have you seen um in our parents generation uh their marriage situation how was that and how is it different than our generation i think our parents lives are so different from ours i think first and foremost the fact that they were born and raised in another country i think oftentimes parents got married at a you know fairly young age and it was kind of like you had to make it work you know and then if you add the fact that they moved from india to another country then they're like in survival mode you know and they have to succeed here and they have kids and they have so many responsibilities that I don't think everyone, you know, um, you know each family is different, but I think oftentimes we don't have that example of what that healthy marriage looks like. I think that there was just so much pressure on them, but one good thing is that we recognize that. We don't want to repeat the mistakes, you know, of prior generations. We're much more intentional about how we want our marriage to look like, how we want to be as parents, you know, the things that we want to pass down. and there are amazing things about you know the punjabi culture i feel like being punjabi is more of a feeling you know yes. you meet another punjabi and you connect with them because you have those shared experiences i think like our you know music our language um is so beautiful but at the same time there are these aspects that you know are problematic that it is our i do believe it's our responsibility to be aware of that to have that self awareness and to make sure that you know it ends with us so we're not selling our daughters like you know from a young age like oh what are your in-laws going to say or mm. you know we don't have those gender roles within our families one thing um one thing that i like about our generation is that we're open to talk about our traumas um i know when i was dating my husband we openly talked about our past and we discussed okay how we should bring the best out of each other so that it doesn't affect us our, our relationship and how we can overcome that and you know create a like a happy environment between us so that we uh give that environment happy environment to our future kids and i think it's really important to talking about our traumas which in our punjabi culture we're not taught that our parents don't have the idea of okay okay traumas does exist mm-hmm. from generation to generation but it's our responsibility to end it first of all is to recognize that it's yeah we're dealing with traumas yeah i think our parents generation really didn't recognize mental health so i think that's definitely a huge difference you know us being more open about it getting rid of the stigma around it i do believe that each person you know has to do the work and has to heal before they enter a relationship I think your partner can definitely support you but that responsibility falls on you and you want to make sure that we're breaking those cycles and not continuing them the, in marriage is the pressure is on women right to see uh, you know sorry biological clock hori yeah. <laughs> yeah you need to get married yeah. um but i think it's also a financial clock on men also and manu lagda hai ki ese punjabi culture which men men the mental health bari nahi gal karte i i completely agree with that i think generally people suffer in silence because i feel like for so many issues we say god be gala which it shouldn't be you know it shouldn't be i think the more that you talk about it the more you'll find how many people relate and how many shared experiences that we have so we can all collectively you know i think the all these issues are at the community level you know earlier you mentioned 
um, you know, like Jot, for example. I think oftentimes when it comes to the per even the person that you want to marry, that what your parents want for you, there is a conflict, you know, and that applies to like what they want for you career-wise. I think a lot of people face pressure, you know, you have to go down this path. And I think even when it comes to marriage, your parents have an idea of who they want you to marry and they have, you know, religious like religion requirements or ethnicity or whatever it might be. And I think there's so many situations in which, you know, um, people conflict with their parents and they're not able to, you know, marry, marry who they want. This is actually deep. <laughs> but like generally, I feel like we almost feel like we owe our parents a lot you know, because of everything that they've done. And we feel some level of guilt, I think, for the experiences that we get to have that they didn't get to have, you know? So I think that when we're talking about identity, it gets lost somewhere along the way. You have your parents, you know, you have the culture, you have the community, and you have yourself. And not all of those things, all, not all of those people are always going to be on the same page, you know? No, I totally agree with you. And I think, like, your identity should come first, then your community, then your parents than your spouse because if you don't know about yourself how are you going to support your community how are you going to support your spouse yeah and you know I think that you know it's very hard to believe because what I'm about to say next it feels like such an outdated belief but I think for as long as I don't even know when it began I think that it was always seen that having a daughter is a burden because you're going to get her married you know, the concept of dowry, she's going to get married. And I think back in the day, um, you know, once you, once you got married, you barely ever even saw your parents, you know? So it was always the sons are going to support you, but your daughter isn't. And she's going to get married and go into her own house. So I feel like it's so hard to accept the fact that even till this day, you know, people still feel this way. And like speaking on something personal, I do know that when I was born, there was like, you know, disappointment within the family of like Kurihoi. And I know that that still happens to this day. Like if we have a son, we're gonna up and like let do one day, you know? And if you, have, if you have a daughter, it's, I think people don't hide their disappointment. So if that's how, you know, I, I think that's a little bit of like where all of this comes from. When you came to know about, from your family that, okay, you were told this, okay, oh my God, Kuribala, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. When you learned about this, how did you took it? And did it impact you in any way? I think it definitely did. I think it made me realize that this is an issue in our community where people, you know, have this preference and people are not afraid to vocalize that and it makes you feel like, you know, you were not wanted. But I think that it also motivated me to make sure that I prove myself, think that the only way that people are going to really learn is, you know, by you showing them. Of course, you can have conversations, you know, and I think that something that's very, very important is to hold people accountable. You know, I think it all starts within our families and within our communities. If someone makes a comment like that, to have a conversation with them and hold them accountable, I don't think that we should let these things, you know, go because this is you know, this is not what we would want, like, our daughters to hear in the future. Mm -hmm. And I feel like at a certain point, I, I did definitely have this conversation with my dad where I was like, you know, I feel like I proved that and and I don't think that, you know, we should, this is definitely, like, a way of thinking that should end with us. Have you thought about um, if you're going to have daughter in the future? 
What are the uh, things you're gonna tell her? Um, definitely not gonna talk about marriage. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I would want her to have every op opportunity possible, especially all the opportunities that I feel like I didn't have. I think that the most important thing that kids want is for their parents to just show up and support them. I think we can all relate that our parents hardly ever tell us that they're proud of us or that they love us. And, you know, I think oftentimes we do feel like there is a little bit of a disconnect there, like that generational, you know, gap. I think that, of course, we know that, you know, our parents care about us, but I think sometimes we're like, how much do you actually know us, you know? Um, and I think as you get older, you definitely want to improve that relationship with them. But there, we have to also understand we have to give them grace and be patient with them because mm -hmm. there's so many experiences that we've had that they haven't, you know, like thinking from the mindset of them coming to a completely different country where they have to, you know, all these challenges of putting food on the table and like taking care of the whole family. Not only did they take care of their family here, they're probably taking care of their family in India, you know, yeah. so they did a lot that all these things that we're thinking about, maybe they just necessarily didn't have the time. But I feel like in us working towards healing ourselves, we can potentially, you know, help them heal as well. But uh, no, it totally makes sense, especially when we have to keep this in mind that it's a totally different generational gap. You know, what we've seen in our day and age with the computers, with technology, we've learned a lot than what they have learned. Yeah, and I think our generation also has more self-awareness. I think we're able to figure out, you know, what things are good and yeah. what things, you know, might not be good for us. And I think that our parents very much, you know, followed prior generations and maybe yes. weren't weren't thinking about, you know, um, how can I, what what necessarily needs to be changed. But I think that just because, you know, we've thought a certain way for a long time or done things a certain way for a long time doesn't, you know, make it right. Like, I think that more recently there have been a lot of initiatives for example if you take the holiday of lordy now people celebrate that for girls that wasn't always the case you know so i think that we are taking you know we are taking those steps what do you mean by that lordy so lordy was usually celebrated for the birth of a boy like oh, when really? you have a son yeah and now people are celebrating it for their daughters i did not know that <laughs> yeah I'm you, way you can fact check me i did not know that oh wow I think we've talked a lot about <laughs> the things that we can improve in Punjabi culture. Let's move on to things we, that we like about Punjabi culture. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's so many things to love about the Punjabi culture. Definitely our food, our, you know, our music, our clothes. I think our weddings are beautiful. I think that, you know, everyone can relate to that feeling of going to Punjab and just feeling like they belong there and that's your home no matter how long it's been and the way that you know you just connect with other Punjabi people you get just so excited when you meet someone and you have all these shared experiences but I think it's important to note that there is a huge difference between Punjabi culture and our religion and that's not talked about enough right because our culture there's so many problematic aspects like we talked about earlier but all this wisdom, all this knowledge, you know, all this guidance is truly within our religion. And I think that people often follow the culture and not the religion. And that's something mm -hmm. that we can definitely improve upon because we talked about, you know, women and we talked about misogyny. But if you looked at our religion, we would be both, you know, men and women 
are supposed to be treated equal. But we see that's not implemented because of our culture. Our Sikh uh, women uh, fought in uh, the wars during the Mughal empires. Uh, and when they were like taking over our Sikh religion, like our women stepped up and they fought for our religion. And that's only because Guru Nanak Dev Ji ne kya sega ki like men and women are treated equally. And I think it can be a little bit disheartening when we have these experiences that we're talking about just because our religion goes back to like 500 years, like more than 500 years. And, you know, th- these are all the things that we were taught. And yet we still have not been able to implement them. You know, I think that there's definitely a lot of progress to be made. Another difference between our parents' generation and us is that I feel like our parents didn't really have boundaries. You know, they felt like they needed to help out every single family member or you know if anyone needs anything you put those people above yourself even though it might be at your own detriment and I think that we're being much more intentional about you know what we can and can't do for people or if someone's if someone's not good for us even if they're family I feel like it's really important that Mm. you know the environment that you're creating I think oftentimes in our families we have like you know those relatives that might not be good for us it's probably better for us to not have that relationship Mm -hmm. but we continue having it even though it might not be good for us um this is a very uh great line that i've uh, heard was that it's really important not to remember the family you come from but the family that you create yeah no i think that's very powerful because it's not even i i think they also say don't let the family you come from impact the family that you're going to create so i feel like it's really important to recognize that with that self-awareness you know you do have a choice you do have Mm -hmm. a choice and you just need to be very intentional in um recognizing what it is that you want to bring forward and what should be left behind and that what should be left behind is what we talked about in terms of caring so much about what other people you know think and allowing that to impact our lives and just realizing that there is more to life than marriage for both men and women. I don't want to leave the men you know, <laughs> out of this either because I'm sure that they feel that pressure as well, like you had mentioned about um, being being successful and being a provider. And that's also a lot of pressure as well. I feel like nobody has openly talked about it. But before ending this conversation, what would you like to say that what should be encouraged more in the Punjabi culture so that our generations can learn only the good thing about our culture? Yeah, so I think that, you know, oftentimes we can definitely have these conversations about these issues, right? But I think that people need to also do their part. So we talked about holding people accountable. I think that's really important. I think the first step that we've done today is having that self-awareness to recognize that these issues do exist, right? Our culture isn't perfect. We talked about both the good and the bad aspects, but the bad aspects, they affect everyone, right? So I feel like sometimes we have the mentality of if you're not going through something, you know, you might not care about it. But I do think that like, you know, our Punjabi, like Versa, our Punjabi culture, it is up to us to carry that forward, right? Whether that's improving your own Punjabi, you know, so you can teach your kids or whether that's like tackling some of these bigger issues that, you know, we talked about. So I feel like if you have the self-awareness, you have the accountability and everyone realizes that they need to do their part, then we can definitely make some changes going forward.